1: in the locker room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers nation radio presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: We're not going to cure our ills in one or a couple of good days or a good plan or good performance for that matter. Um, the state that we're in, man, we got to put our heads down and, and work hard and diligently and stay together, uh, for an extended period of time. Uh, as we grind our way back uh, to respectability, if you will. And and so I just think it's a mindset that we all need to have, understanding where we are. Um, They're not quick fixes. Um, It's not gonna be based on one good performance or one good plan. And I just think as we prepare and lean in for this next opportunity, that we just say that, uh, that we're gonna be working our tails off. Uh, We didn't dig ourselves into this circumstance in one day. uh, So we're not gonna dig ourselves out of this circumstance in one day. Or one performance,
3: you know, Max. The plain truth is sometimes very hard to take. The blunt force of Mike's words will sink in with an average fan, and a lot of it says to him, he going, oh, we're just going to keep losing, we're just going to keep losing." And that's not so. That's not what I hear in Mike's voice. But the truth of the matter is, when you first hear it, it does make you, I would think, for some people. Uh, it makes him think that uh, the season could be lost, and it couldn't be further from the truth. But what he did was he laid out a plan, in essence, from a 30,000-foot. And when you hear the word grind, what does that make you think of, Max?
4: Grind makes me think of a lot of hard days and not a lot of victory Mondays uh, on the the horizon. Um, It it makes me think of getting back to basics – I feel like this might, Hey, those were the words. Let me just say Chuck, Nolan.
3: when he used those words, I used to tremble on the inside back to basics. I will, I can tell you stories but but continue my friend.
4: Yeah. So, and I I think if you're, if you're going to throw in a double padded week, maybe that's, this is the week (laughs) because you do get the, you do get a double padded practice in the season. Um, so maybe you maybe you do that to kind of reinforce like you said the rhetoric that was used in the press conference uh you know it, it's just it's a lot of not so fun mundane whatever my maximum allotment is i'm taking my maximum allotment of time right and we're gonna to go to the end. If I have to restart a period, <laughs> looks like I'm gonna to have to restart a period, right? Yes. I mean, it's all of these things that rudimentary resetting the system, right? We've had a power surge, so to speak. You got you got to go. You got to go reset the circuit breakers, right? Exactly. Check to see if any of them got blown. Now, now you're resetting the system. So, I mean, I feel like that's what it's going to be. It's going to be all of those things that you thought you got away from in training camp that are now on the practice field in essentially week six of the season.
3: That's pretty well said, my friend. I mean, you really summarized it because it's the acknowledgement of look at there's no quick fixes. This is not about summing somebody uh, coming in from the east and saving your skins or or a great trade by Omar Khan, I don't believe. No, none of these things. It's the essence is the strength is found within the locker room, within the men who are committed to turning this thing around. And that's something you gotta experience and you gotta be in there. And I know a lot of people get frustrated and they hear things and they don't, you know, but you've got to see the resolve that exists with these professional athletes as they go about their work week in preparation to turn this thing around and do the best that they can. There are no guarantees. There are no promises. You, you, I mean, it, it's it's shaky right now, but you can steady this thing and you can pull out of this nosedive with a lot of hard work and dedication and the guys in the locker room, and I will tell you this from personal experience, you know, I, you, you, know you quote the 89 stuff and all that, but it happens at other uh, levels of, of, of play during, the, you know, different seasons. The fact is the strength is found in the eyes, looking at each other in the eyes and knowing the work begins today. And you prepare and you get ready to play on Sunday. And everybody's gotta be all in holding each other accountable because right now the days are start can slip by without any real resolution. And the resolution's gotta start right now.
4: Well and the resolution is not with the current mix of guys. There's going to be some shuffling. There you will know, be and shuffling. And- and on top of that, I mean, you're also dealing with injuries. It's not like you're dealing with a healthy complement of 53 and it's like, oh, we're going to move this guy and move that guy. No, you still got a lot of injuries to deal with um, in this shuffling process. So it might just be repurposing um, things, but it, it, it is it is a process. I mean, there's no one-day magic you know, you remember those those, those magic those magic green tea pills that you would see people trying to sell at the oh, health yeah. food stores back in yeah. the day? Yeah, just just take this and it'll burn fat immediately. Yeah, there, there's no there's no magic pill. Just like that is not a magic pill. This is not a magic pill. That because he said it's going to happen. All of a sudden, people are going to snap out of it. No, you've got you've got to bask in this to a degree, and you've got to like you said own it own that this is what i am as of right now it's not who i am going to be
3: right notice right
4: notice notice the words there right right i hear you who i am to a point versus where i'm going to be are two different individuals but what's the difference between the two it's going to be that work and self-realization in between to get from one place to the next that's what the guys are going to have to work on. That's what they have to focus on. It's a pissy feeling. The, the, there's, an, a, there's an eternal gray cloud. Did you know that there's an eternal gray cloud <laughs> over the building
3: right now, Wolf? Yes. I've. Uh, Might I've, even be rainy. <laughs> yeah. I felt the presence of that malevolent uh, force called losing. You know? And uh, yes. that's something. Yeah, I mean, you know, and here's the thing about it. You, when people talk about the culture of a locker room and the culture of a franchise, if you talk to Tony Dungy And you listen to him talk about how he came aboard in Tampa Bay and trying to turn that culture of losing around and what a ginormous, humongous type of proposition that is. It's difficult because there is this insidious thing that happens with ballplayers who experience too much losing where when one shoe drops, you spend the next, I don't know how many minutes of the game thinking, what's the other shoe? Well, you know what's gonna. What else is gonna happen now? Something bad is gonna happen. It, and it's 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 something that it, it, it permeates like a like a virus in your brain. You know, I mean, you just it's, you try to hold it back, but the negativity can get out of hand, and that's something you got to battle each and every guy. And it comes to coming back out here on the, on the practice field, doing the things that you you know you have to do to get better. And each guy has got to find. What it is that he needs to do better, whether it's Chase Claypool, whether it's uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, whether it's Cam Hayward, you know what? Who knows? I mean, whatever guy. The leaders, the the adders, the subtractors, the multipliers and dividers. They they all got to somehow bond here and get moving forward in a spirit of harmony. In that, in essence of, you know what? We got we got to go. And and there is an there is a certain amount of intensity that raises each and every week when you have committed people who are willing to lay it on the line
4: well and it's also it's a sense of bracing i think is the other way that you kind of look at it like people brace under these circumstances as opposed to as a as opposed to running with your chest proud right oh yeah you're bracing for impact I think that's another thing, you know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, it's crazy to say that, but it's a natural human position, right? It's a survival um, reaction is that, you know, when, when you are threatened or you feel, you know, injured or harmed or weaker than normal or vulnerable, what do you do? you kind of brace, you know, you're trying to harden yourself for the impact <laughs> and the blow as opposed to wanting to go and, and actually exact that blow against the, against the opponent because the opponent is you right now during the week. It's you, you're fighting yourself. You're fighting your natural tendencies. You're fighting, you're fighting the comfort that Mike Tomlin always talks about. Oh, yeah. And, and the- you have to resist that.
3: Now let me ask you this. Because you know guys that would seek comfort versus guys that would take it in the chops. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I mean? And and that's uh-huh. that's something that, that people don't – unless you've been there, done that, you're part of that locker room and you see it, there are guys who do seek comfort and there are guys who will curl up and fetal up at this point oh, in time. Oh, yeah. And it's guys, it's guys that, that start to stand up and say, hey – you know, you got to join me in this because we can't do this alone. Everybody's got to pull their oars in the same direction. And I know we're using a lot of metaphors, and a lot of people sit there and say, You're being Pollyannish. I'm telling you, if you've been there and done it and understand it and go through it, you, you know exactly what I'm talking about right now.
4: Yeah. It's just like if you've never lost somebody in your life, how can you tell someone else how to grieve? You know what I'm saying? Good point. Like, yes. I mean, yeah. That, that that that's that's exactly what it comes down yeah. to, Wolf. But, Man, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but well, and that's, not, that's why I'm gonna
3: you're gonna drive uh, me deeper into a hole. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> no. but
4: yeah, but at the same time, it's like, but if you've gone through it, you understand what we're saying, and it doesn't seem Pollyannish. No. It doesn't seem you know the crazy with, the with metaphors. Yeah, exactly. Because you've also had to dig yourself out of it. Yeah, and hey, it, it's a sucky feeling. And people, you know, and I dealt with it yesterday on on, uh, on a couple radio shows. People people are trying to pour dirt on the Steelers. It's like, don't pour dirt, because who, what, 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 what other team are you getting said dirt from? Are hmm. you getting it from one of the, the actual three? I, I'd say, yeah, Dallas is showing me they might be a fourth team. Four teams in this in a, in the NFL right now to this day, Wolf, are playing high quality football and kicking butt four
3: out of 32 that's out of 32 yeah.
4: the rest the other 27 because I'm not counting the Steelers oh wow I was sitting there going hey that yeah.
3: doesn't add up Matthew. even I know I that know.
4: <laughs> see and that's why I said it I said it because I was like you, you know what think of Wolf yes. think of Wolf when you say this don't confuse him <laughs> but yeah but the rest are playing crappy football mediocre football and we are playing below average right now but guess what we're not that far outside of the realm of possibility to be right in the pack. Mm-hmm. You're right. So before you say, hey, you're one in four and you guys suck and you're dead. No, the leader in our division only has two more wins than us. And we got 12 games left. So we have every right to be positive. I'm not going to call it optimistic or delusional. It positive that we could go win some games because we are literally inches away from that we are moments away from that and we've take we have taken the worst of the i feel like the worst of the adversity right at the beginning of the season you know nobody anticipates i mean the way that we beat cincinnati and then you lose a tj watt right other guys are dinged up i mean cam is cam is darn near a mummy right now the way he he's wrapped up to keep him out there on the field, right, right? You're managing a knee injury with Minka. You know that's that's three major pieces, and then let's not even talk about all the rest of the secondary being injured, banged up, or concussed.
3: No, no, we got to run on the next man in in second in the secondary.
4: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We were talking. Remember, we were talking about the Jets a couple of weeks ago. They're on their sixth tackle. Yeah. I mean, we're we're on our seventh corner. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> that's true. Hey. hey. You know, so people, you know, people out there are looking at it like this and, you know, and people are tweeting me that, oh, you're, you know, you're being delusional. You have this undeniable. I, I, I'm i not denying that this year is going to be a challenge. But in the words of Bill Cowher, what he told us, they're not as, you're not as good as you think you are and not as bad as they say you are. Excellent. Yep. Yeah. That's it. And these guys they and people are like, "Hey, Max, do they have enough talent?" Yes, they have enough talent. Yes. When healthy. Yeah. But they're not they're good players, they're not great players. We have some great players, but it's not a team littered with great players because guess what? We have not had the benefit of drafting first, you know, high first rounders year on and year out. Um so, you know, some teams are going to get that. Some teams are going to get a lot uh, you know, better faster and it's going to be different. But for the same thing, you have sustained success. You know, what, you know what success looks like. Everybody on the staff knows what success looks like, and they're pushing in that direction. So they have a standard they're upholding. It's, a, it's for the young guys, because we have a bunch of young guys, to live up to those expectations because they haven't played the NFL long enough to understand what that looks like. And they have to learn it by action. And they have to rise up to the occasion – and you're getting guys there. We're seeing the bright spots, right? Kenny looks explosive. And George Pickens looks explosive. Dan Moore is getting better in year two. Pat Friar moved until, until he got a concussion, was trending in that direction for two games, getting a rhythm. And Naji Najee's battling a foot. I mean, let's just face it. Even though they don't say it, that's what it looks like. And that's what, it, that's what it's seeming like. So, you know, that's where you're starting to see where it's tougher than people think. You don't just show up and win games in the stadium. That's why you play the game. If it was just going off of we're going to compare rosters and just assign a victory, (laughs) then what's the point of football, right? I mean, you know, (laughs) you forget that X factor. Any given Sunday, they, they make that statement for a reason. Anybody can beat anybody. And it could be head-scratching. Look how bad the Indianapolis Colts are. And guess what they did? They beat Kansas City. Right. Right. He just, right. As you good as know. the Buffalo Bills are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't know. Buffalo Bills, as good as they are, they lost to the Dolphins. But then you look at the Dolphins last week, you're like, man, they ain't got nobody left. I mean, I'd rather be on our second quarterback by choice than be on our third-string quarterback by force. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah. There's so many there's so many things that can happen and it just so happens Murphy's law has hit us at the beginning of the season but it's, I feel like it's going to make us stronger for the end of the season.
3: You know, that's a great point. That really is a great point. Murphy's law does happen. I don't care what anybody says. Uh, you 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 see it happen, but it's going to strengthen this team. Again, I go back to one of the things that coach Knoll pontificated on back in 89, back in the day, was the fact that if you crumble in the face of adversity, There wasn't much to you in the first place, and what are you doing here? You know what I mean? This is this Uh is one of those things where you gotta really dig in deep and you gotta work and you gotta work and you gotta keep working. The grinding as you laid out at the beginning of the show is really what it's all about. And you have to embrace the suck. You gotta embrace the grind, the things that you gotta do to be able to get better. For instance, at the end of practice today. They have that one-on-one where they take offensive linemen and defensive linemen, and you go over and you work ballistically on all your craft, on, on run blocking, uh, you know, and, and, and cut cutoffs on the backside, and they do it live. You need that. You need to keep sharpening the sword, getting that, because you don't get that as much in practice as you would like. So I hope that... They're continuing stuff like that because that's where that's where the rubber hits the road. that's where the meat is grind is, is grinding man. You got to be able to get in there and, and work your technique and do so in a, in a manner that is representative somewhat of the pace you're going to find in a game. And then you got to do it another day and it's wash, rinse and repeat uh, each and every week and that's the way winning is done. You take a shot, you move forward and you keep moving forward. Yeah,
4: and like you said, we have not dealt with sub-par or sub five hundred football consistently in a very long time. Right, and you know, like you said, like you said, well, this is the this is the worst loss since nineteen
3: eighty
4: nine. Yep. Yep. So think about how much time has passed in between these type of losses, and the success that was sustained in between those times that that's where people kind of kind of i think get pie in the sky and lose you know, perspective young people yep. yeah you lose perspective young people that are in high school have never known this hell kids in college you know the last time they saw it they weren't even watching tv they were about one or two years old <laughs> you <know>? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so it so we have enjoyed sustained success and consistency for a very long time and this is the first time that we're meeting that adversity as an organization. And if you are a true fan, like I always hear everybody say, I've been a fan since seventy, I've been a fan since sixty-three, right? I've been a fan since eighty-five, yeah, you know, then you understand what this process is. So you shouldn't be so quick to judge. Yeah, it, yeah, it sucks right now. And listen, I'm not taking anything away from the sucking part of it, because yeah, you don't expect this, and and there's a standard that you, but that's a standard and expectation that the Steelers organization has set upon themselves that Wolf and I have both been personally a part of. So it's not that we're being biased or we're being homers in any sense. We've been through it. We know what it looks like. And feels. Like. And, and and the resolve. Yeah, the feels. Yeah, because, hey, listen, injuries hurt a lot worse when you're losing. I'm just going to tell you that right now.
3: <laughs> oh, you, That's you, not a metaphor. You're speaking there's the no, truth, there, 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 brother. You're speaking the truth. There's no
4: axiom. Listen, when you when you take it, when you take, I tore my labrum. When you tear your labrum, it feels like your whole arm has fallen off, right? <laughs> Even though it's like, no, it's just a torn labrum. You're, you're still technically a very secure person. Nope, I, nope, Doc, it's dead. It's limp. It's limp. I can't feel it. It's done. It's not working. It's just, just cut it off. Just cut it off right now.
3: <laughs> <You know? laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. Max. Well, look. You know what? We probably should get to a break here. Yeah. And when we come yeah. back, you know, we got to talk about some of the things. One of the things that that Mike talked about was no quick fixes, and there aren't any. Okay, but what can be done? And explore some of the options. And what else do we got to do, Max? Well,
4: what else do we have to
3: do? Yeah, we got go well, to go to break. A What's our read, Max? Come on, come on.
4: Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm I'm thinking about it. Hold on. Give me a second. Give me a second uh oh by the way uh did you know wolf no i didn't if, max <laughs> so it, it's it's prime early access sales today yep yep second day of prime early access you know what you could do wolf What's if you have hell? access to prime what would that you could be? go buy an alexa speaker you know what that alexa speaker can do what can it do it can play snr radio Get by simply saying hey alexa Play SNR radio on iHeartMedia, and guess what? Alexa does the rest. You can be tuning in live to our show or any of our other shows in this SNR lineup, whether it's the Steelers Blitz, whether it's the Standard, whether it's Steelers Week in Review, whether it is um, the game day podcast if you're at home on a Sunday and you're cleaning the house before it's time to watch football. It's all accessible to you through the Amazon smart speaker by saying, Alexa, she'll do the rest. And also, if you also want to do it, go go to wherever you love to podcast, whether it's our Steelers mobile app, whether it's iHeart or any other podcast station, and you can get all of these shows as well on demand. But when we come back, we will talk about what Wolf said. No easy fixes. And we're not here for the easy fixes. We're only here for easy fixins um, <laughs> here in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN How Radio. You nailed that one. <laughs>
1: In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: I'm confident, but confidence means very little. Um, It's what's on tape. Um, And and so we understand that. We understand the nature of your questioning. Um, That's just where I'm at with it right now. I'm not changing for the sake of changing. I'm changing if I feel like it produces a better desired outcome in any area and so we're looking at those things we're open to those things but but not in an effort to to quell the masses or anything of that nature
3: see that's what i love about mike Tomlin's stance all right this is not about trying to quell or put the fire out that's burning around the team where with a lot of questions and a lot of People saying, well, you got to fire Matt Canna. you got to fire Terrell Austin, you got to fire whoever, you know, you got to change this, you got to change that. You don't change for the sake of change, it just doesn't work. I watched Chuck up close and learned from Chuck over a decade, watching that man operate week in, week out, year in, year out. And guys like Tom Moore and other guys like Woody Wooden Offer and other guys, you know, like George Perlis, they're excellent football minds, Tony Dungy, you know, and these guys. You didn't see them shaking their boots, and you didn't see them making quick changes for the sake of change because they'd stand against the wind. And that's what you got to do. You got to know your team. You got to know your people, and you got to know where you want to go. And so, Max, what I'm saying is if there was a quick fix, what, what would it be or what would it look like? And I'm going to give you this example of what I think, okay? Uh, okay. And just to give you a little bit of something something to tread water with and get ramped up on. But, you know, if I look at this team and and and, and, uh, and the guys are talking about, you know, quick fixes, to me in my mind that the quick fix is being accountable and fixing your deficiencies. So in my mind, what it might look like was, hey, Trey Norwood, you got to understand what your angle of intercept is when you have a, a, a post or go route being run at you from the two yard line, which, you know. That's uh, that's a little bit unusual, and, and it's probably a, learning exp- a very good learning experience for him. But you've got to understand what your angle and your competency is in that situation. And for Levi Wallace, you know, he's flipping his hips and he's stumbling. Now, given that, all right, Levi Wallace, some people say, well, then he's just not good. He's good enough. Did you see the one-on-one intercept play he made? That was an awesome job in the end zone, monoe mono, coming up with an interception off of Josh Allen. Uh that's that's what he's capable of doing. But he didn't do it in the first instance, and Trey Norwood had a bad angle in the first instance, and you understand that's taking account uh, into account, you know, you have to change your deficiencies, and Trey has to understand that, as does Levi.
4: Yeah, and I would go with trust. Trust is something you have to establish with your other teammates, um, especially when you're talking about in that front seven, because lane discipline
0: Mm -hmm. is something
4: all of them can work on, right? Yep. Knowing what lane is my responsibility, what gap is my responsibility, um, and staying in that gap and trusting that the guy who's got the one next to me is going to be there. Like – that's another thing that they can work on because when you start to play outside of your gaps or you jump to the outside and you get pinned and now your gap is unprotected, that's where the big run plays happen. That's where the gashing plays happen. Backside, right? Not closing down immediately because, you know, this quarterback has the opportunity to boot out and therefore you're giving him a free pass to the outside where where there is it's, it's Tougher to defend or almost indefensible, once they make a decision to run, um, that's going to be key. If you if your job is contain on the backside, contain the backside. Don't try and sneak it, trying to run down a play because you think the ball is somewhere. You got to know
3: where the ball is, and then you can react. Exactly so, you know. Okay, let me give you another one. All right, Boz, Boz missed. On, when was the last time Boz? missed a field goal much less two in one game you know what I mean yeah, he yeah, is so he, he he's so amazingly accurate I know there's win but there was there was win for for uh Tyler what's his name the the Bills kicker Tyler Bass, Bass. you know yeah there's there, there was win for him too the situation is such that you know Boz looks at it goes you know I got to make an adjustment here and it's unfortunate a comes about as a loss, and it's one of those things, like like Mike Tomlin talks about many times, you know, uh, learning lessons, but it doesn't cost you a game, how wonderful that is. Somebody, you know, for instance, if Trey Norwood uh, had that same thing in a win, where a guy blew by him because he took a poor angle, right? And you go, oh, thank goodness that didn't, that's a lesson learned, but it didn't cost us the win. Well, there was enough of it, enough infractions that it cost the Steelers the win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, and yep. that's – this is something – okay, take Minka again, all right? You go – You Minka, that's the correct call defensively. Who would you rather have on a wide receiver like Gabe Davis uh, than Minka? Minka was stride for stride right there. We saw it over and over. In 99 out of 100 times, I just about bet my life that the fact that Minka makes that play. It's the right call. It's just not the right execution. He had both hands on the ball, Wolf. Yep. Yeah, I, he had both hands. And Gabe
4: came in and had one hand, and then he just muscled it out of Minka's Minka's grasp. Like, that doesn't happen that often. No. That, that's a <laughs> rare occurrence. Very. But like you said, is it, it's a fault because of the result. Yeah. Because had the result been different, we would have been lauding and praising and Oh, my gosh. But it didn't happen that time. But Minka's made uh, those
3: plays before. We've seen it. Many, many, many times.
4: Absolutely. But this was a case of Murphy's Law. Yeah. Like, anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and it went wrong against them. And you were playing a very good team. So, you already – your margin of error was already slight, minuscule, (laughs) the most smallest of of numbers um, already coming into this game. And then when you miss on a couple of those things, they have tremendous – Aftershocks, and we saw that right. We saw that with the with the splash explosive plays. Right, even Josh Jackson on Shakir, right? Yeah, he's he's in the right position. He's a step behind, but that step is monumental when you consider everything else that had happened.
3: Absolutely, right?
4: Yeah, you 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 have to be, you know. You hate to say this because it's a very tough thing to attain, but it's like you have to play darn near perfect
3: if you want to even
4: have a shot in that in that game. Yep. So. And we were less than perfect, and this is the result you get when you're less than perfect.
3: There's no question. You know, I look at this, and you go one by one. Uh, the what Was it the Zach Moss? I think it was the guy that ran the ball. No, no, it was another J- guy. Uh, James Cook. James, James Cook. Cook. James Cook took that yeah. ball in from 20-some yards out. You know, they overplayed. You watch the defense. He cut back, and the, the defense just got themselves in a bad position. They're running to their gaps, but they overplayed the gaps, and he cuts back. And it's 24 yards or 30 yards, whatever it was. You know, and yeah. that's the frustration of it. An explosive you know, play. That's yeah, all it it's was. An exp- it was just an expo- another explosive play. Yes, yet another <laughs> explosive play. You know, and again, it's going to take that sort of everybody calm down. Everybody get get into their playbooks. Everybody do the stuff you got to do. But you got to be there. You got to be there and get it done. And again, it's as simple as Minka ripping the ball out away from Gabe Davis. But unless you've been there, done that, and understand he's been there and done that many times, uh, he's won 99% of those battles. The one time, gotcha. But, you know, you can't you can't fetal up and say, don't put me in that position where I'm covering a wide receiver. No, you got to come back and you got to win that battle. And that's just part of what football is and what you got to do as a pro.
4: Yeah, and, and here's the thing. People are like, oh, well, it's so simple. You're talking about it. Well, guess what? This is the top 1% of athletes in the entire sport that we are talking about. So there's no accidents here. There's no boo-boos here or people who don't belong. No, they do, and they understand what it takes because you had to do something special to get here in the first place to be considered for the the professional ranks. So that means everybody has the capacity – To do something. It's just when you have the top 1%, there's still degrees to that top 1%, right? There's the top half percent. There's the top quarter percent of that said 1%. And when you run up against those, it's tough. It It is extremely tough. You're talking about the top 1,600 players, right, in the world. That are playing in the NFL, right. Wolf. Yes, <laughs> I, I mean, hello. hello. I mean, less than two thousand, less than two thousand out of how many people are on this planet? Yeah, that w- that we are we are conversing about or spark- parsing straws about. So they all have the skill set, and and when you put the and when they're all on the same page, that's when you get, you know, what I referenced earlier about those three to four teams. When you put it all together. It looks tremendous, right? When you look at Kansas City, when you look at Philadelphia, you know, those teams are playing exceptional football. Hell, you look at Dallas. Dallas was supposed to be dead on arrival without Dak Prescott, right? right? Lose him in week 1. And what has Cooper Rush done? Cooper Rush has managed the game and not given the ball away and their defense has played exceptional. Their run game has been has been has been forceful and the Giants are doing the same exact thing. I mean, it's crazy to think that the NFC East, the one that we always talk about as being the, the kind of the, the, the stepchild of, right. of NFL divisions, right? The, t- the 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 division with the most mediocrity, and heck, sometimes they're even below mediocrity. You know, the <laughs> team that gets to eight wins is usually the one that we're like, okay, well, I guess that's going to be the one coming out of the East. Yeah, blah. Now, now you got three of them that are four and one in one division and then the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, right? I mean, that's what's crazy about this. Um, it can happen if everybody buys in. When you lose somebody that's significant to your team, you can you can either bow, bow up or you can back down. Those are the two options you have in those situations. And you realize that it is truly, this is a team sport. There's no Michael Jordan, there's no LeBron James, there's no Kobe Bryant that's going to come in and be the immediate savior and make your team better. No right. KD, Steph Curry, none of that. You've got to have a squad. When I name one, I got to name five right on each side of the ball. That's how it has to be. And so, you know, it's it's tough when you're in that transition and it's going to suck. And I'm not sitting here telling you, oh my gosh, you know the Steelers are one and four right now. They're going to finish the season thirteen and four. Absolutely not. I'm not here to tell you that. And I'm not trying to. And I'm not. I'm not, I'm not selling that. Right. And if you're here for that, listen. I got a guy on the beast that's going to sell you some sand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If, if that's what you're expecting. But at the same time, you know, there you you can still get to eight, maybe nine wins, seven wins. I mean, you can still get to that. And yes, that would be below our standard. But at the same time. That's a far cry from being a terrible team. You know what a terrible team is, Wolf? Mm-hmm. Carolina. Yep. Firing your coach midway in the season, expecting it not to turn around. Yeah. That 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 now that's that's giving up. That is tanking. We're not tanking. No. There's effort that's being displayed. And and even for one of my t- former teammates, good friend of mine, I think he also spoke out of turn saying that the Steelers quit. They didn't quit. I was on that sideline. They didn't quit. Bad stuff happened continually to them, but they didn't quit. They were still fighting.
3: Thank you. And, yeah.
4: Hey, literally and figuratively to the end of that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, right? that, that's a so, great
3: point. Yeah. Yes. You know, absolutely. So, yeah. But, okay. Yeah, so we're, well, where are we time. going with this? All right. because <laughs> It's time yeah, to go yeah. to break, my man. <laughs> <laughs> is it? It,
4: it? it is, it is. You know what? What's up? Wolf, we're just going to come back, okay. you know. <laughs> I think that's a I think good that's idea. The easy, that's the easiest thing, because I think, you know, to sit here and try and tease it, it in the midst of this, I'm not going to do it. But I am going to point you in the direction of, did you know the uh, Mike Tomlin and famous Steelers Digest re- reporter and Steelers historian Bob Labriola do a game day broadcast talking about and previewing the upcoming game that releases every game day. So during your tailgate and when you're leaving church after 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 you've talked to Jesus about getting a Steelers win, you can tune into this said podcast by going on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or any other podcast. Uh, podcast platform and you can get it live on game day it just accentuates the mood before you hit into the stadium or before you settle down in front of your tv to watch the Steelers play their next game which happens to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers um you can do that on any and all of those podcast platforms that I aforementioned and uh it's a great time where you get to hear the head coach really talk about and break down the game before you go watch said game and uh You are in the locker room with Wolf and Starks, and we'll be back in a moment here on SNR and ESPN Radio.
1: The Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers.
2: Hey, when you're getting smashed like that, emotions and and pissed offness and all of that is a component of it. You're naive if you think that it's not. Um, We don't like getting smashed. We don't like getting beat. but getting smashed. So all of those things are normal, if you will, Expressions of frustrations, uh, the questioning of, of desire, and things of that nature. That's what competitors do, particularly when you get smashed. I'm not going to read too much into it. We got smashed last Sunday. We'll roll our sleeves up and go back to work, and understand that, man, that was not fun, and we got to do things uh, differently.
3: And of course, that's Mike Tomlin talking about Arthur Molette letting a little steam off in the locker room afterwards, and one of the things you got to be careful about is uh, who's around when you let a little steam off. You know, those things are best done in the uh, solitude of the players' only locker room. And that's the only thing I would say for Arthur. You know, that hey, I got no problem with him letting some steam off and and, and saying his his mind, saying his his piece. But that's where it needs to be with just the men. You know, and I've seen Joe Green do this. I've been there when Joe Green did that. You know, and he had my complete 100% attention, by the way. (laughs) You
0: know,
3: when when he started when he started going off, when he stood and started growling like a bear and, and smashed his helmet into his locker, um I was there and I was paying attention. And guys like that, they need to stand up and they need to express what they're feeling. But the point I only point I would make is do that in the privacy of the men only that count. The four guys in between the walls. That's all I'm saying.
4: Yeah, I mean it, it's. It is a simple, it is a simple concept when you think of it, right? It 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 it, it, it harkens unto yesteryear, right? Harkens. Um, I like
3: that. That's now we're going the Queen's English, buddy.
4: Yes, I mean because <laughs> this is a time before technology, right? I mean yeah. the type of mindset you have to go to, right? Um, it's a very, you know, when I say simple, it's just it's. It's cleaner. It's a cleaner time when you have literal straight lines of communication. Like, in order for me to pay attention to what's being said, I have to physically talk to you and share information directly. Right. Right. It's not tweeting, retweeting, DMing, and everything else. You know, and, and, and dro- dropping in somebody's timeline or DMs. Right. You you got to you got to talk to and you got to learn your teammates. And hell, even if you got to play twenty questions with each other, I, I mean, it sounds it, sound, it sounds elementary, but when you're getting back to basics, sometimes elementary is the best process. Mm-hmm. Break it down into something that is so simple, you know. Take it back to, you know, not necessarily introducing yourself, you know, each other, but it is like an introduction. It's a deeper dive. It's a more introspective look at yourself and at others around you. Because if the answers are only between those four walls, well, you got to interact with the individuals between those four walls, right? Right. It's like it's it. You know, it's like what what what's the uh, what's the game like like centipede, right? You know, it it (laughs) it bangs and goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. (laughs) It, It runs into things, it chews up things. You know, that's as simple that's as simple as as it is. You have to interact. You must you must create. That that contact point with each other and get to know each other better, because I believe it comes down to a lack of trust, a lack of trust between each other and players. Because listen, the most unlikely of guys could be the most likely of guys that you'll have to deal with, especially when you talk about the secondary.
3: <laughs> you right. might have
4: been like, "Nah, I don't need, to, I don't really need to know Miles, Killer like you know," because and now now he might actually be your most viable option right now.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you but you, hey, you, I, might I like Miles yeah. Killebrew I got no problems with him. You know, getting, absolutely. You know, taking reps and, and and so forth. The the guy is acquitted himself. He's a he's a pros pro. That kid, uh, I think. I think a lot of him. But like you said, what I'm saying is the whole thing about with Arthur Millette and what went on there. The the expression of frustration is a common theme in the locker room. You can have that. Yeah. You know, and within the sanctity of the locker room. And his timing on it was the only thing that I questioned. I never had a problem with guys that were that that uh, would voice their frustration. And the point you got to remember is, if you're going to talk, you better walk. Okay, if you talk yeah. it, you better be able to walk it and back it up. And that's something that is I and I right now I got no problems. Arthur Mullette has looked like that guy on the field. Okay, um, simply put. But again, you know, that's just something within the confines of the locker room and the men who are bonded together in this whole whole cabal.
4: Yeah, no, I mean it, it's 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 good to have the democracy of the locker room, the open environment of the right. locker room, but like you said, don't legislate without representing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you got. If if you're gonna lay down laws, you you better live by those laws, and that's what you know comes out and making sure that the finger pointing is thumb pointing first.
3: Amen. Right? You're preaching to the choir.
4: So that that's just how it has to be. And 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 listen, I know to our fans out there, listen. Like, what are they talking about? They're trying to make this seem like it's so easy. They're not acknowledging that the team is bad, terrible, garbage. Da 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 we're not we're we're not we're not abdicating blame. We we're, we're, we're not shunning blame. We're simply as coach Tomlin said, we're not we're 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 in a results oriented business and so we should focus on solutions, not problems. Right. Right. And that's all we're offering in this moment are solutions. This is the path that we took. Not necessarily to say that this is the right path or the only path, but it is a path. It's opening up the outlet, right? Is shining, shining, shining a flashlight upon the path for them to walk through. I don't know how long the path is. I don't know where it's going to go, but I can show you the direction mm-hmm. when you don't have a direction. I mean, that's and that's all we can do from the outside, because, like you said, we're not in every single coaching and individual meeting. We, Wolf is at practice, um, mm. but even then, it, it's a limited type of access. It's not the same type no. of access. I can't go talk to Tunchin' Wolf and ask them a question like I used to. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Or, or go kick. Like it's a different environment, a different day, so it's different. We're still, for all intents and purposes, on the outside, even though we're on the inside. We're not in the inner circle.
3: Yeah. You
4: know, we can. We're in the room, but we're not. We're, we're, we're not in the huddle. Yeah. And I think that's what you also have to remember is that when we when we speak it, we're speaking from what our experience and our vantage point. And our expertise is. And I think that's kind of how it has to be framed. How it has to be looked at is that, okay, this is guys who've done it before. So, therefore, they will have a different insight than somebody who's never done it before. And that's all we can offer. But at the same time, those guys have to walk, have to, have to walk that line. Those guys have to strap the helmet on and put the shoulder pads on and go out there and do battle. There you we go. don't have to do that. We we've already earned those tiger stripes long ago, <laughs> and trust and trust me, some of our stripes are dustier than others, but they're still stripes. You know, it's like it's like a tattoo, right? It kind of faded a little bit, but you know it's there. This dude actually sat in the tattoo chair to get that tattoo. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we better break because we got to bring who
3: up next? That would be We're Jim Wexel,
4: the great Jim Wexel. That's right. Who, of course. Once again, is falling into what? The Power Hour Wolf here next in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio.